Yesterday, the trading volume of several spot Bitcoin ETFs jumped over a thousand percent and nobody really knows why. Good morning. You're listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you'd just like to be in the know on all things crypto, make sure you hit that follow button. Okay, grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. There were some big stories that emerged yesterday, so here is what we're going to cover in today's episode. Firstly, we'll look at why the trading volume of VanEck Spot Bitcoin ETF jumped 1400%. Senator Elizabeth Warren's crypto challenger has been unveiled. Ethereum hit a 22-month high. And Circle has ceased support for USDC on the Tron network. The Bitcoin update we're going to start with is yet another little mystery and yet another good one, and it pertains to the Spot Bitcoin ETFs. Yesterday, seemingly out of nowhere, VanEck's Spot Bitcoin ETF with the ticker HODL had a trading volume increase of 1,400% over the day before. So I first saw this from one half of the Bloombergian ETF twins and an A-lister to anyone interested in Spot Bitcoin ETFs, Eric Balkanas. He wrote on X, HODL is going wild today with $258 million in volume already, a 14x jump over its daily average, and it's not one big investor, which would make sense, but rather 32,000 individual trades, which is 60 times its average. Not sure how to explain, maybe it was added to a platform over the weekend. The investigation then began into why this was happening. My initial reaction was that one of the independent broker-dealers, such as LPL Financial, had finished their due diligence and approved the spot Bitcoin ETFs to their nearly 19,000 independent financial advisors that oversee around $1.4 trillion. This is perhaps what Balkanas meant by platform, I'm not sure. Some five hours after Balkanas's initial post on X, he followed up with, still haven't figured out what happened, adding that no one knows, given how sudden and explosive the increase in number of trades was, 500 trades Friday, 50,000 trades today, I'm wondering if some Reddit or TikTok influencer type recommended them to their followers, feels retail army-ish. There hasn't really been anything that Van Eck have done that could have prompted this either. A few days ago, they did file with the SEC to drop their spot Bitcoin ETF's fees from 0.25% to 0.2%, but that's certainly not the cause. But you see, the mystery doubles down. The trading volumes on Wisdom Tree's Bitcoin fund, WBTC, also jumped 1,200% from its average volume to $154 million yesterday. I need to quote Balkanas again. This is his podcast now. More interesting this, BTCW also popping off, $154 million in trades, which is 12x its average and 25x its assets via 23,000 individual trades. For context, it saw a mere 221 trades on Friday. At the same time, IBIT volume is elevated, but not crazy like this. WTF, ETF Unsolved Mysteries will continue after a word from our sponsors. Probably didn't need to read that last bit. Look, I wish I could give you an answer to this mystery to end the segment, but I can't. Then again, who doesn't love a cliffhanger? I will let you know when smarter people than I have figured this one out. And if you're one of those people and find the source, let me know on at RKBags on X. I might not be a trader and I'll never give out financial advice, but I did say I wouldn't bet against Ethereum hitting $3,000 someday soon, given its momentum. And it seems that that day is on us almost immediately. Yesterday, Ethereum reached that milestone of $3,000, the first time since April 2022. And honestly, it was quite the burst up to $3,000 too, as it was hovering around $2,900, just below the day before. 
This is, of course, before the approval of the spot Ether ETFs, as well as the implementation of the Ethereum improvement proposal 4844 that we discussed yesterday that is said to make the Layer 2s 10 times cheaper. Proposal 4844 will come in with the highly anticipated Denkun upgrade alongside other EIPs. Now, it is likely that the Spot Ether ETF applications have assisted in this mini bull run for Ethereum as people price in the approval, so it's worth looking at that a bit closer. Polymarket currently has the odds of approval at 45% by the 31st of May, though some guy at Bloomberg, who I never mention, has put the odds of 70% of being approved in May. Interestingly, the wealth management firm Bernstein suggests that the Spot Ether ETF might be the last cryptocurrency to secure an ETF. So this has been something we've discussed before, as the SEC has this issue of the Spot Bitcoin ETFs setting a precedent that they don't want. Rejecting other Spot crypto ETFs could lead to another court case like the one with Grayscale, which they definitely do not want. That said, they have to draw the line somewhere, right? We can't have Spot ETFs for every token. Two leading analysts at Bernstein reportedly wrote in a note earlier this week, Ethereum with its staking yield dynamics, environmentally friendly design and institutional utility to build new financial markets, it's well positioned for mainstream institutional adoption. Whatever happens next, this was a great indicator for Ethereum, as yesterday was the first time in 22 months that it has hit $3,000, and 22 months ago it was in freefall. At 7am Eastern, the markets are down a little bit and Ethereum has fallen back down to $2,900, but Bitcoin is also down an identical 2.49%, so I wouldn't read too much into it. In yesterday's episode, I discussed the topic of Senator Elizabeth Warren and the rallying of her donors as she prepares for a challenger who was called a Republican crypto enthusiast. The Boston Globe reported that this person was the lawyer and a big name in the crypto space, John E. Deaton. Well, later in the day, after days of radio silence, Deaton emerged. I'll pass over to Turner Wright, who covered this. So John Deaton, who is a lawyer who has previously represented XRP holders in the United States Securities and Exchange Commission's case against Ripple Labs, announced on February 20th that he is officially running for the U.S. Senate seat currently held by Senator Elizabeth Warren. And it's unclear just whether Deaton will be a long shot candidate as Elizabeth Warren has held the seat since 2013 and has raised roughly $16 million as part of her campaign in the last two years. But uh, in recent interviews and reportedly, Warren has been using uh, the threat of an opposition to raise additional funds and has expressed concern about crypto money going into funding Deaton. So we will see about that. I think this is going to be a really interesting story as John E. Deaton is about as crypto friendly as we've seen. However, Senator Elizabeth Warren has spent 11 years in that seat, so she's going to be difficult to dethrone. Now, this is not a story I had expected. Circle, effective immediately, will cease minting USDC stablecoins on the Tron network. Circle took to X yesterday to announce that it is discontinuing support for their USDC token on the Tron blockchain and will gradually phase it out. Circle says that the decision aligns with efforts to ensure that USDC remains trusted, transparent and safe. The issuer implored retail users and non-Circle customers to move their Tron-based USDC to an exchange so that it can be transferred to a different network, one that Circle still supports and that Circle Mint business customers have until February 2025 to transfer their tokens to other chains. Right, so the burning question, why? 
Circle does not expressly say why, but there's this undertone that suggests Tron is, I don't know, undesirable. Circle uses words like risk and trust and transparency and safe. It just feels compliance related, which is sort of backed up. Circle said that it continually assesses the suitability of all blockchains as part of its risk management process, adding that the decision was the result of an enterprise-wide approach that involved the business organization, compliance, and other functions across our company. Now, Jesse Cochran wrote this piece yesterday, and I think he may have narrowed down the issue. In January, Circle filed to go public in the US. It is a monster in the stablecoin world with a market cap of just shy of $28 billion, second only to the undisputed champion Tether, which has a market cap approaching $100 billion according to CoinGecko data. So why would going public be an issue? Well, last year, the SEC sued the Tron Foundation and Justin Sun, Tron's founder, alleging that they offered unregistered securities and conducted manipulative trading which Sun denies. This relates to Circle more directly when in November 2023, Circle rejected the claims that it provides services to Justin Sun, which they argued they haven't done since February 2023. The group Campaign for Accountability also said that Tron has been named in multiple international law enforcement actions involving billions of dollars in transactions by alleged organized crime groups and sanctioned entities. So it doesn't seem unlikely that Circle wanting to go public has turned the relationship between the stablecoin issuer and Tron and Justin Sun into something of a roadblock. This is purely speculation, of course, and although it hasn't been established that there's any fire at all around Tron, Circle clearly doesn't want the smoke. Now, the reason why this is surprising to me harks back to a few episodes, one on the 8th of February, where I discussed the findings of Cointelegraph research and how it showed that Tron is leading stablecoin payments after overtaking BNB chain in 2021. In Q4 of 2023, transactions on Tron amounted to $1.2 trillion. Then you may also remember that on the 13th of February, I discussed Argentina and their crypto caves, where stablecoins are the primary way citizens are fighting against the crippling inflation in the country. According to Guillermo Escadero, Crypto Market Strategic Alliance's manager, Tron is the network of choice, albeit mainly with USDT rather than USDC, as fewer conversions are involved. So although it's too early to tell the real impact of this decision, it's not great news for Tron and it could potentially affect millions of people. I just keep piling on the mysteries this week, but that is it for today. So consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow. (laughs) 